This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by the brand new podcast, Your Personal Hype Man with Amy J. For more information, please visit yourpersonalhypeman.com. Hi, I'm Travis Wolf Jr. and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is ABJ, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 216 of Chasing Dreams. Today's guest is someone I've been excited to have probably since last March or April, whenever we had the Fundathon. He crashed his dad's interview. Um, I think they were at a Starbucks when we talked. And it was at a Ralph's. It was like a coffee shop, right? Because he, he basically was like, go get coffee. They were in the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. He was like, okay, coffee or something to come back in. And he is on the rise, guys. He is truly the definition of a dream chaser. And I'm so excited to have him here. His name is Travis Wolf Jr. If you didn't catch it in the beginning, he mm-hmm. is playing Dele Adabombo. Yes, ma'am. On uh, Bob Hart's Abishola, which has gone crazy with the people. It's on CBS Monday nights, 8.30, I think it is. 8 o'clock? Yeah, we got it all. You got it perfect. You got it down. It, to it was there, right? Exactly. So, and because I love the show, it's hilarious. And so, uh, his dad was on the show earlier, uh, episode one hundred and four. Travis will senior, and we had a great conversation. We've actually been good friends since then, um, and keep in touch. And so, when I saw how well you were doing, we talked about you being on the show during the Fundathon. I was so stoked that you guys found some time, were able to work me in, and. That's because you're such a busy man, Travis. What's going on? I mean, you know, I stay busy, you know, off and on with uh, Bob Hart's. You know, I was just recently on CBS Lot to, you know, shoot a little quick scene for Bob Hart's. You know, this upcoming Wednesday, I'm going to go back. You know, we're going to do our table read, our whole process throughout the whole week with Bob Hart's. So, you know, just staying busy with that. Let's take it back, though, for everyone, because you've been doing this for a bit, acting, working on this, right? And one of my favorite episodes of Bob Hart's actually just aired. It was uh, the Canadians of Africa. And this was like a Dele episode. This was your episode to shine. And you, you did. And guys, I'll have the links on about Bob Hart's Abishalom where you can find it, right? It's on the CBS app. You can check it out there. But in this episode, yeah. So spoilers, sorry. (laughs) This is essentially the trouble and problem that children of immigrants have the struggle they have when they have a dream that differs from that of their parents and you played it phenomenally i mean when you played this um because i don't want to give it all away for everyone did you see a little bit of yourself in delay in that moment in that episode or was it kind of you had a different experience when telling your parents your dreams versus what he had to go through you know, I had a, a different experience than Dylan did because, you know, my parents are very supportive. Anything I tell them, I, everything, anything I tell them I want to do, you know, they just support me in it. I tell them I want to play sports. They're like, okay, let's play sports. I tell them I want to act. They're like, okay, let's act. I tell them I want to dance. they like, let's dance. 
So anything I do, they just support me. You know, I'm lucky enough to have you know, some of the best parents you can get. And for those who haven't watched or going to watch, I'll let you check out what Dele's reaction is and how he kind of handles that situation, which I can't say I would would have done what he did, but I respect his approach, which was <laughs> get an advocate, right? And try to get someone to help you follow and chase your dream. But when you had your dream and you had supportive parents, how did you even come to them with, hey, this is something I want to do? Well, you know, um, at first I didn't know what I want, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I was just listening to my, my sister tell my parents that she wanted to be an actor. And, you know, I just interjected and said I wanted to try it too. And I did it. Um, I ended up loving it. My agent loved me. I was good at it. And ever since then, I've been going hard six years strong now. Six years. That's crazy. So you're what, 13 now? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so 13. So probably at the right age of seven, you were like, hey, I want to do acting. And guys, his reel is incredible. There, He's been in music videos. He's done commercials. He's done TV shows. You're also on um, The Raven Show. Yes, Raven's Home. Raven's Home. And yeah. it's crazy how much you've done. So what what I'm hearing is, is that this came naturally for you. Um, yeah, just about did, you know, um, I was just, you know, a lot of things that I start doing, I'm pretty good at, you know, um, I actually ended up booking my very first audition ever. So I guess I was just naturally gifted. So when you did that and you kind of come upon this role for Dele, Mm -hmm. a Nigerian boy, you have no accent. Like I'm, I'm not hearing it. No, I don't, I don't uh, usually walk around, you know, just my family talking in a Nigerian accent. You know, I'm from the East Coast, Philadelphia, so I'm pretty sure not much of us have a Nigerian accent <laughs> down there. But um, I had to develop it. You know, I got hit up some people in Nigeria to help me out with it. Let me know if I'm saying the words right. Let me know if I have, you know, the accent. Like, it actually sounds real. And, you know, I just worked on it before the show started, and I guess it came out pretty well. Was that important to you? Because we talked about your natural talent for auditioning and how it just kind of flows. It just kind of seems like it fits. But this is a little bit out of character because you had to learn an accent. Was that something that was important to you? I mean, clearly it's a part of the character, but did you think you would be able to book the role if you didn't? To be honest, I don't think I would have been able to book the role. You know, it was it was very important to me because, you know, it was such a big role and, you know, it was really a challenge. You know, I've never tried to do an accent, you know, not even you know, a lot of people have an English accent that they like to do just for fun. I've never tried it. So having to skip the English accent going straight to an African Nigerian accent, you know, I was a little bit nervous, you know, especially you know, only having a, a week before the big audition with all the great producers you know, show off my accent and my acting, you know, I was a tiny bit nervous, but you know, once I got in that room, I got a, got over my nerves and I did the accent. I did my lines. Um, they loved it. And a couple of days later I got the call. So you get the call and you've now what, probably like, I think eight episodes or something like that has aired. I could be wrong on the number, but something around there. there's something like that. Right. And you're in this routine of learning your lines, acting, doing table reads. You're kind of in this process which is, I guess, the life of a kid actor. What else is it, though, that differentiates? Because a lot of people looking off from the outside are like, hey, I want to be an actor. But do you think they really get the full breadth of what it takes to be an actor or actress? I don't, I don't think they really know mm-hmm. what, what actually happens. I mean, nowadays, there's a lot of reports on what actually happens behind the scenes. You know, there's YouTube videos on it. But um, it's, 
it's not just you go to an audition, you book it, you wake up, you drive to your job and you do it. You know, there's a lot of preparation, not just from the actors, but from the producers down to the people that do the lighting, down to the writers. You know, everybody as a group are doing this job. And, you know, it's just a lot of dedication because, you know, I have to, I'm a late body. You know, I go to bed at like two, wake up at like one. I just like to sleep in. So wow. with, um, with when I have to go to set, you know, my whole sleeping, my whole sleeping schedule changes, you know, I have to go to bed at 10 and like to wake up at six. So, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice in it, but if you really love it, you know, it won't feel like a job. Now, are you only doing acting? Do you have to do schooling at all? Or is that something I, you can get away with? I do have to do school, you know, um, with most of my time being on Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers lot. You know, they have to bring a teacher in. We have our own little room to the side where, you know, we pull up my computer. We do some schoolwork on there. You might bring some uh, worksheets for me to do. So I do have to do a certain amount of schooling um, every single day. You know, it has to be at least a minimum of an hour of school every single day. So actually two hours of school. No, three hours of school. My mom's Wow. Me. I was like, that number's changed. Three hours. Wow. Three That's hours. intense. That, I mean, and I don't think people realize that because I think they think, Hey, he just goes, he acts, and that's it. He goes home. But you're saying you got to do schoolwork on top of that? Yeah, sometimes I um, I actually don't really have to be there at, well, let's say my call time is 8.30. I really don't have to be there at that time. So they, they don't need me, but I have to go early to get my schoolwork out the way. Oh. Then so I can shoot, and then I can go home. And sometimes even after I'm done shooting, I have to go back to school and still you know, finish out my last couple hours. So now, you've, you've done different roles, right? You've done commercials. You've done music videos. You've done uh, guest starring roles, right? And now here you are, a co-star in a TV show on a primetime network. What It seems like you've kind of gone through this evolution of roles. What has that been like? Do you think that you would have been okay if you just jumped from one to the other? Or have you learned something from each of these different experiences? You know, I've learned something from each different experience, you know. Looking back, um, when I was, you know, just in a little starting off and I used to do some small commercials here and there, maybe a student film, you know, you really have to go through that, go through that experience to really know how the set works. It's like each, each role you book is like another level. Like the first level is the commercials. So now, so now you can look around, you can see how everything goes, see how the director interacts with the cast, you know, really get the feel of how it is to be on set. And then you go and let's say book a student film. Now you learn what it's like to have a big role and the work that goes into it. Then you book a guest star and you book a co-star and then now you're on CBS. So, you know, you really have to do all those little smaller things to really get the gist of how everything works. And then, you know, go start going into the bigger leagues. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because I think so many people are looking for that fast break, that one quick make. And, and granted, you were able to book your first audition. You booked this role, right? Immediately. But I think to hear that you you aren't an overnight success. You've worked hard for your success. And I think that's important for people to hear, especially those listening in. But you've been here a bit. You put seven years into this role, into getting to here, to this position. You know, it's actually really cool because your family, I'm a big fan of your family because uh, the Wolfpack, you guys are the epitome of chasing dreams, right? Your sister, uh, who I hope to have on the show next month, I think it is, uh, on the show. And your dad speaking, your mom helping you guys. And that's no, that's a job in itself, right? With all of these things. And you're being exposed to all these experiences. And even on, on the set, you're learning and seeing all these different roles. 
Do you see yourself doing something outside of acting down the road? Um, Yes, I've been telling a lot of people lately that I've been wanting to, you know, start stand up comedy. You know, uh, Mr. Billy Gardell, you know, one of I consider one of my mentors, you know, he um, he doesn't just do the acting. You know, he goes on tour, you know, does his little stand up comedy. It's some of the funniest stuff you'll ever hear. You know, it's uh, I really look up to him. You know, it's like everything he does. You know, I want to try because maybe, you know, he's so successful. I mean, obviously, he's doing something right. So, you know, I want to try to mimic that. Yeah. For guys, if you don't know, uh, Billy plays Bob on Bob Hart's Abishola. He was also Mike on Mike and Molly. Uh, great, great show. Also should check that out. And yeah, I I think that's a great role model for you to kind of mimic with what he's doing. Are there other comedians that you kind of aspire to be? Well, um, you know, I try to, you know, like what people say now, they stay in my lane, you know, I try to be my own person, you know, it doesn't hurt to take some things from other people, but some of the, some of the people I idolize, you know, look up to try to learn from is, uh, Kevin Hart. I mean, everybody says that, but it's true. That man is, definitely one of the funniest men on earth right now you know every just just listening to him talk is funny like just the things he says like he has no filter at all it's the funniest (laughs) but um will ferrell i I love him too you know definitely in my top three and let's see you know will smith you know he's he's really well uh, rounded actor you know he doesn't just do you know the serious movie roles you know he also does comedy you know fresh prince ballet that was a uh, sitcom so you know yeah you guys do have that philly background yeah, we do. You know, a lot of a lot of talent coming out of Philly right now. Yeah, there is a lot of talent. Kevin Hart's from Philly. Yes, he is. Kevin right? Hart, Will Smith. Yeah, so got that Philly connection going on. And those are some great people to aspire to. But I love that you said, you know, um, you take a little yeah. bit from each person, uh-huh. right? But still be yourself. Because I think you as yourself, and it's something we tell you guys as you chase your dreams, you got to be you, right? It's, you don't want to copy Will Smith. We don't want to copy Kevin Hart. We want Travis Wolf Jr. We want him to see what he can bring because your talent, your experiences is going to make us laugh. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of talent, man. Because your 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 comedic timing and your um, physical comedy and your dancing, which you highlighted in that last episode of Bob Hart's Abishola, top notch. Like oh, you could you. be multi talented. I mean, you're multi talented, so it wouldn't surprise me to see you do stand up and then try something else. I think Will Smith even said. I forget, I think it was Red Table Talk or some other interview that he said, you know, stand-up is one of the scariest things for him. And so, uh, you know, for you to take that challenge would be interesting to see. I mean, Kevin Hart's conquered stand-up, but he worked for it. He worked for it, just like you are. It's definitely a lot different from, you know, comedic acting, per se, because then it's just, it's just you and then there's a crowd and it's your job to make them laugh. And if you don't, you're not doing your job. And, you know, I hate not living up to expectations. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. But we'll see how we'll see how it goes. My first time doing it. We'll see. Hey guys, I did a disservice. Let me correct it now. This episode is airing during Black History Month. And Travis is one of my spotlight guests for Black History Month that I wanted to recognize because I think he's a, a star of the future. He's a star currently, but I think he's a star of the future and a great role model for us to see and watch as he kind of goes further. And so Travis, you know, Thank you for saying yes when I asked you to be on the show for this month in particular. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure I said that. Um, One thing I had a question about, now that you're on the show, a lot of people have these misconceptions. So let's clear it up now. Can you sit back and relax? Is that it? Are you coasting on Bob Hart's Abishola or is other stuff happening? 
I mean, you know, even though I'm on a, I have a pretty big role in Bob Hearts, you know, I'm still auditioning here and there. You know, the grind never stops. You know, I got some, I, according to my contract, I can't, you know, take on other series regular roles. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can be a guest star, you know, do some, maybe do a commercial for, you know, a national commercial or maybe do a little guest star Raven's Home, you know. I, I can still do stuff, but, you know, I do get my, my little time to relax with my friends. You know, I just went out with them recently. You know, I like to play video games. So, you know, just before, just probably after I, I get done here, probably going to go get on the game, have some fun with my online friends. So, you know, I do get a break, but, you know, I'm still working here and there, even when I'm not on Bob Parts. You guys hear that? He is available for guest stars and other uh, things. He can't do a regular, but you can be on your show. So call him. Please call do. him. Do you, so do you, what part of the acting process do you enjoy the most? Because it sounds like you've done every part so far. That it would definitely have to be uh, interacting with other people, you know, the relationships you build. Because, you know, you can't, you can't just arrive onto a set and, you know, see people. Then you guys go onto, you go onto camera and then you just act with each other. You know, you really have to build up that chemistry, you know, really, really connect with each other. Because it won't seem real if you don't have a real relationship. So, you know, I love to, you know, talk with my, my cast. So I talk with the cast, talk with my uh, set family. Because, you know, it really brings us together. And then, you know, I have some, some friends, some mentors I have on the side that also are on camera with me. We all feel comfortable. We all feel like we're a family and it shows on the camera. So who have you not acted with currently on Bob Hart's Abishola that you, want, you would like to have a scene with? You know, I haven't had a scene with Bob's family yet. I have yet well, that's to true. be in a scene with them. So I think... I think a scene with all of us could be pretty fun. You know, maybe maybe my mom brings me over while she's taking care of Dottie. You know, maybe they're watching me while she does her job. I mean, we'll see, though. We'll see. That, I'm already cracking up at the possibilities of how this would turn out. Right. Because yeah, I've seen we've seen uh, your mom's uh, aunt and uncle already interacting with the family and how that's turned out. Right. Yeah. And those conversations. So you can only imagine is is directing or writing in your future, do you think, right now? I mean, it could change down the road, but at this moment? I mean, you know, I have been thinking about it because um, Mario Van Peebles, Mr. Mr. Mario, wow. you know, I went to a screening for one of his uh, films, and mm-hmm. I had a chance to have a conversation with him. And, you know, he gave me a piece of advice, and he told me to learn how to be my own boss, learn how to direct, write, produce, learn how to do everything so that way you work for yourself. And you control the tempo. You control everything that happens. So, you know, I have been thinking about it ever since he brought that idea to my mind. Has watching your sister direct and grow as a director influenced you in any way? You know, it has. You know, um, having someone else that has uh, said experience, you know, it's, it's a really good perk. Because, you know, whenever I have a question about maybe how I should act and how she feels, how this looks to her as a director... You know, it really, um, it really helps me out. And, you know, it really shows me that if I ever really need help and I want to maybe start directing, you know, I have someone there that can just teach me on the spot. So, you know, I really appreciate having her around. She is someone I look up to. What's it like having a family that is so supportive of you, right? From your dad to your mom to your sisters, both of them. Like, what, what does that feel like? I mean, you know, it's great because knowing that I don't, I always have people that will be there no matter what. Because, you know, maybe... Maybe something happens where I, okay, this will never happen. You know, I want to try to stay positive, optimistic, but maybe something happens on the road where uh, something, I, my, I might not have the money that I, my, you know, my career might start going slow, might, I might run out of money, then everybody just appears on me. They just go ghost. You know, it's, it's really great to know that I have people that will be there no matter how much money I have or how many jobs I book. 
So it's uh, it's a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling. So that's a great point you make and how people may ghost you when things aren't going well, right? When you have a support system that is there through the good and the bad. So I'm curious, how does your family keep you humble? Um, they just they just remind me, you know, sometimes I get, I get ahead of myself, get a little big head, because, you know, being such a young kid with, you know, such a big role in the industry and, you know, uh, having, you know, being having financial freedom, being able to buy whatever I want. And sometimes I get ahead of myself. I say things that, you know, aren't, aren't the, let's see, how do I say this? The hum, I don't think this is the word, but the humblest of things, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, they let me know, like, listen, you're no better than anybody else, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many jobs you book, you won't, you're still a human being. You're still just like everybody else. You walk around, you talk, you know, you talk to other people, you know, just like everybody else. So don't get ahead of yourself just because you're, you're on the, you're higher on the status ranking. Uh, it's, it's important to have those kinds of people who bring you back down. Uh, I thought you were going to say something like they got me extra chores or something like that. Uh, they do have me working around the house. You know, they keep, they keep me busy <laughs> often, often on the camera. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where uh doesn't matter where you are, right? Family will always keep you grounded. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's really big to have. It's really important to have, you know, a good family, good support system behind you. So you actually, you and your family, transplanted yourselves from Philadelphia to LA. In fact, I think I interviewed your dad uh, while you guys, while half of you were in LA and he was still back in Philadelphia. I believe that's kind of the time when we actually spoke. And so I'm curious, you know, was that, was that a necessary move you think, or do you think you could have been successful if you guys had stayed in Philadelphia? Was that something you had to do? Well, I do feel like, to get to the next level, it is mandatory to move somewhere, you know, like Atlanta or LA, just because of the fact, you know, Philadelphia or places on the East Coast are, you know, not really big or known for, you know, um, TV necessarily. You know, I used to do some small commercials out there. You know, my first, my very first audition was out there on the East Coast, but you know, uh, a lot of the bigger roles, a lot they host uh, auditions, bigger auditions out here in Atlanta and. Uh, so I do feel like it's it's pretty mandatory. Yeah, I mean, the fact that your family is willing to like uproot all of you to move to a whole nother coast is yeah. amazing and awesome and really a testament to the support system that you have. I'm curious, do you guys get to come back to Philadelphia or do you come back? Oh, yeah, we come back pretty frequently. Uh, frequently. I actually just recent, recently came back to do a media tour for, uh, you know, giving back to my community, let them know, like, I haven't forgot about you guys. I'm from here. I'll always be from here. I will support you guys. You know, I like to come back, you know, once in a while just to say hi. You know, my, uh, my family, we're actually going to come out there pretty soon to do a little conference, you know, for everybody. So, yeah, we, we'd like to get back to our community, come back once in a while. Can you talk a little bit about the conference you guys are putting on? Wow. Um, it's a surprise. So oh. I, I can't talk a little too much about it. Can't go into detail. Okay. So we'll be bringing one out there. All right. So we'll, guys, clearly what that means is you got to keep in touch with Travis, follow him on the socials, on the website, see what's going on. So you can, so you can find out what the surprise is. Very okay. exciting to hear though. Yeah. So definitely pay attention for that. So let me ask you one of the questions that are probably pretty stereotypical, but I think the, the viewers and listeners are, are pretty curious about this. On your bucket list, your dream bucket list, being two, an actor and actress you would love to work with. Wow, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, 
I know I'm going to make it worse. Uh, you can't say Will Smith, Kevin Hart, or Will Ferrell. Because I think it's almost guaranteed that you could you would want to do Why wouldn't you want to work with them? You oh, idolize them. Of course you'd want to. Oh, shoot. Um, I know. I know. I, I made it more. Pretty good actors. Um, <laughs> the, the options are so great. Well, um, definitely would have to be Denzel. You know, one of the greatest of all time. You know, it would have to be him. You know, I would I would hate to, you know, uh, retire from my acting career without getting a chance to work with, with that man, you know, just such a great inspiration. You know, he's inspiration. He's been doing this for what, like 40 years now. Like he's been in the game for probably one of the uh, longest, how do I say this? Um, probably one of the uh, um, longest I, running. I, I'm going to say uh, probably one of the, Okay, I'm just gonna forget this. Let's just move on. But well, definitely Denzel. Yeah, he's a great actor. I don't know what I was trying to say there. But now a female, an actress. Well, while you're thinking of that, yeah. I think I think Denzel was a great choice. I mean, yeah, yeah. classic choice, Definitely. absolutely. So, um, female, Tiffany Haddish for sure. No. Really? Yes. I All love right. Her. She's one of the one of the funniest females out here right now. You know, just she's just like Kevin. You know, just listening to her talk is just hilarious. So you know. Definitely Tiffany and Denzel. Yeah, you know, Tiffany has an amazing story too for, for how hard she worked to, to scrape by to, to make where she is today. Do you have a favorite movie that she's made? Uh, probably A Night School. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was, really good that was hilarious. Yeah. I want to see her new movie. I haven't had a chance to do that. I haven't either. Yeah, I, I've heard it was hilarious though. So I, I do want to see that one to see what it's like, if it's anything what you expect it to be, right? Mm-hmm. So Travis, let me ask you for, for the people who are listening, a lot of them are people who are chasing their dreams, people who are struggling to figure out what it is they want to do. You sound like you knew what you wanted and you went after it. But if you found yourself at a crossroads and someone said, hey, you can't act, what will we find you doing? Any thoughts? Probably have me back at dancing, you know, focusing on that or, you know, starting, starting to do some sports. You know, I like to play. I play really all sports except for soccer, you know, baseball, football, basketball. You know, I'm a, I like to stay active. So, you know, I'll probably be dancing, you know, trying to get my dancing career up and out there, you know. But, yeah, I don't know what I would do with that acting, to be honest. I mean, I can't imagine I'm going to forgot it. That is fantastic. I mean, not not being able to act part, but the fact that you love <laughs> yeah, this yeah. so much, right? That you can't see yourself doing anything but this, which, I mean, that's great because a lot of people are passionate about something and then feel that it's work. Does this feel like work for you? No, I, when I hear I'm able, because you know, sometimes I'm not able, I mean, I'm not, I don't get booked for Bob Hearts, you know, there's some episodes I'm not in, so some weeks I don't work. And it was actually a pretty long period, period where I wasn't working on Bob Hearts for two months. Okay. So, you know, during that time, you know, I was, you know, I was a little down, a little down, but, you know, when I finally get that call, like, listen, we need you for another episode, you know, I just light up. I don't care about the sleep schedule change. I don't care about how early I have to wake up, how late I have to go to bed. You know, I just, I'm just excited to be there, you know, it's just what I love to do. So it's just like, I'm going to go have fun. Do you see yourself, like, we talked earlier about you seeing yourself in Dele and the differences there are, but it, sa- it seems like you bring your personality into him, even though you're very stoic as Dele. And here you're not stoic, but is it, does it feel like you're acting when you become him for the show? 
No, not really. Um, because of the fact when I used to live in Philadelphia, you know, I was kind of like him, kind of like the little shy kid, you know, he, he, I have, I had a couple friends back in Philly, but you know, we, mm-hmm. we should just chill, you know, we didn't do crazy things. So I do kind of relate to him in a way. Cause you know, we're both very positive. We like to, you know, we like what we like and we like to chase our dreams, even if they means we have to do things, you know, that maybe we don't want to do, but to get to where we want to be, you know, we'll really do anything. So I do kind of relate to him. So Travis, what is something that is less than pleasant about being an actor? Because we want to give some balance, some, you know, we've talked all about the good qualities, but what is something that's kind of, hey, be mindful of this? Maybe it's long hours. Maybe it's it's not all so beds and roses. You know, what what is something you would mention? Well, um, you know, there, like, like, like you said, there are a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive sides to being an actor, but there's also a lot of negatives because, you know, just the, the people you hang around, you need to watch, you hang around because, you know, some people, you know, they might pretend to be your friend and they might pretend to really like, to genuinely like you, not just because of who you are, but really they just want to bring you down because, you know, you're doing your thing and they might not be where they want to be in their life at the moment. And they, you know, want to bring you down. So you got to be careful, you know, wa- really watch the people you hang around, you know. You know, it's good to hang around other people that are doing what you're doing because that way, you know, there's no jealousy. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everybody's happy. So, you know, that's probably one of the biggest downsides. That's awesome. Oh, well, it's not awesome that it's there, but as an awareness for you guys, it's awesome to hear. Um, one question before we get to the, the, the five questions that we ask. Uh, are you familiar with hashtag booked by any chance on Instagram? I am. Yes. They are friggin' hilarious. I would love to see, I'm just going to put it out in the world. I would love to see a collaboration with you guys just to kind of show the behind the scenes of what that is because yeah, you do fun. a great job and they do a great job, you know, so I'm going to put that out in the world if it's possible for you yeah, guys to do a collaboration. Do yeah. All right, Travis, before I let you go, I got to ask the questions. You ready? Mm-hmm, let's do it. All right. We're randomly going to pick five questions to get to know you just a little bit better than we have already. All right. Number one. Who would you pick as the kindest celebrity of the year? Now, just people like any celebrity or just people that I've I met? will let you decide how to answer that. Could be pe- people you've run into or someone you've kind of got an impression of. Kind of celebrity. Uh, well, I'm going to do some people that I met because, you know, I can't I don't really know what uh, some people are sure. know, behind the scenes. But definitely Billy Gardell. I mean, I just, that man, he's such a great guy. You know, whenever I need help, you know, he lets me know I could come to him, you know, gives me tips during uh, our scenes together. You know, he even gave me the uh, the honor of being able to call him at any time if I have any questions or if I just want to, you know, run some lines. You know, I have an aunt that really, really loves that man. And uh, she wanted to go see one of his shows. So I asked him if he could uh, bring her out and meet her. And he did it. I mean, just... Super nice guy, you know, definitely kind of celebrity of the year. Oh, that's awesome. It's good to hear that some of the actors are, are nice guys like that. Yeah. There's some uh, good. All right. So no pressure. What's the best meal your mom cooks? <laughs> There's no pressure. His mom's There's behind the camera. Um, I really like her curry and spaghetti, but if I had to choose between the two, probably her spaghetti. All right. Yeah. Spaghetti is one of my favorite meals and it's honestly because of her. So, yeah. High praise, high praise. If you could have a lifetime subscription to any publication, which would you choose? Uh, what's sorry? What's the publication? So it's like a magazine or uh, CDs or something like that. 
I don't know. I'm not really much of a reader, but probably some type of sports magazine. No. Okay. I like, I like sports. Yeah. I got stuck cards. Um, <laughs> who would you choose to play the main character in a movie of your life? Main character of my life. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. Probably Isaac Ryan Brown. You know, I really, um, I had the, uh, the honor of being able to meet that kid. And, and, you know, he's, I see myself with him, you know, he's, he loves to joke around. He loves to play, you know, loves to play sports. You know, he's, he's just like me. So, you know, we kind of are the same person. So probably Isaac Ryan Brown. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What's your big, biggest pet peeve? I don't like when people repeat themselves to me. I don't, I, it's just makes me super angry. I don't know why my mom hates being tapped. I don't get it. And I hate being told, I don't mind being told what to do, but I don't like it when you say it over and over again, even when I'm doing it, you know, kind of just gets me a little upset. That's probably my biggest pet I will keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. What are your favorite apps? Apps, apps, apps. Probably, um, you know, have you ever heard of like a little scheme of the little um, apps that they make you down? Like you download one app, then they advertise another game, and then you download yeah. that app. It keeps going on and on and on. Yeah, I just I download. I have like fifty games on my phone just from that whole. Oh that really? Whole, yeah, like app download scheme. So probably I like those little games like those. That is fantastic, <laughs> Charles. I appreciate you being on here. Where is a how can these guys connect with you if they want to get to know you better and want to connect? Well, if they want to contact me, you can DM me on any platform, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. They're all at Travis Wolf Jr. So that's where you can, you know, keep up with me, see what I'm doing. Or if you just want to ask me a question, you know, I'll probably answer. That's probably where you can DM me, but mostly, most Instagram is where I check my messages. Any website we can check out? Um, no, not at the moment. I do not have a website yet. Okay. So last thing I got to ask you, what is one thing you would tell people who are chasing their dreams to do today to make progress? Now keep going. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you no, that say you can't do it. But um, if I listen to those people, I wouldn't be where I am now. I mean, everybody says it, but that's because it's true. You know, you've got to keep going through thick and thin, even if things seem down for a little bit. You know, I had a six month period where I didn't get any auditions, no jobs, no anything, but you know, I kept going, kept trying, kept asking God to give me an opportunity, and he gave it to me. So he's got to keep going, stay faithful, and, you know, I'll get there. I love it. I love it. Travis, thank you so much. Guys, be sure to check out Bob Hart's Abishola. Follow Travis. Keep an eye on him. You're going to see him more in the future. And if you want any of the links and to learn more about Travis, you can find it all at the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 216. That's episode 216. Travis, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at amyj 21 that's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.